From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 203 of the Anxiety Project podcast. Welcome to the anxiety recovery community. I am Brad Robinson. Today I'm talking about the superego. This is huge because the superego is more of a collective consciousness or more of a collective unconsciousness, but it's the impact that the society around you, the people, the influencers around you have on you, the beliefs of other people, the values of other people, how that affects you and how you can break out of that. Because when we're two, three, when we're a child, we're looking up to the people around us. Your parents are the models of how to be in the world. And your parents are models of their parents. And more importantly, they're a model of the people around them and culture and what's like what media is projecting onto them. So we can grow up being a puppet of other people's beliefs and values and morals. How can we break away and start to march to a different beat? How to break out of that and be more independent and be the one in the family that shifts their perspective over the world, shifts their perspective over themselves and their health, what, what's necessary to be healthy rather than watching that Cheerios commercial and being like, well, I'm going to eat Cheerios now because it's good quotes, good for my heart, right? And well, now you're reading books that promote a different way of eating. And now you're challenging and you're asking questions rather than believing everything you read and, and hear. So how can we break out of the collective voice, right? Breaking the strings and living a more autonomous or rather independent and free lifestyle away from those influencers. So really, really, really big episode today. So I talk about the superego However, I have talked about the ego on episode 191. So make a note of that. Episode 191, I go into the ego in greater detail and how you can dissolve this ego over time. Before we dive into today's episode, I do want to go over some of your questions. I haven't recently, so I want to do that. Oksana left a really awesome update on my YouTube channel. She says, thank you so much for another great video. And by the way, I flew to Las Vegas two weeks, two weeks ago after 11 years of not flying because she has anxiety or had anxiety about flying. And she had trouble getting on an airplane for, because of feeling trapped, helpless, and uh, losing control over her symptoms. Your video was so helpful to me and I confronted my fears. I had a wonderful trip. 
I can't thank you enough. I'm flying again in four days to Florida. I will be watching your videos to help me stay brave. So first of all, Oksana, that's an unbelievable breakthrough. I'm glad the videos are a tool for you. These aren't coping videos. These are tools for you to confront the uncomfortable situations you're avoiding, right? And to desensitize you, right? And she watched a video on my channel, The Guide to Panic Attacks. I'll leave the link below, but it's a step-by-step guide to handle panics the right way. Because if you handle panic the wrong way, well, you actually enhance your fear over the situation you're panicking over, right? So she took that video with her on the plane. I bet she was nervous going, obviously, I would be, you know, if I was in her shoes. But she took that with her. She applied the strategies. She had the information at the ready. She prepared her suit and armor. And she had a wonderful trip because she prepared, right? And so a big part of recovery is gaining that information, gaining that knowledge, and applying that knowledge and 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 applying those tools, implementing those tools. So Oksana, there was an opportunity there for you to face your fears. You confronted it and you had a wonderful trip. And now I bet you, because of how empowering that breakthrough was for you, that stacks up, right? So now you have more confidence and trust in yourself to handle the Florida trip. So that's huge. Awesome. Thank you so much for leaving that. Alejandra left a comment saying, this is the first time seeking help for my terrible anxiety. Just imagine I felt palpitations and fear from just watching something related to my anxiety. That was me, Alejandro. Believe me. I was, my glass was so full of negative emotion or just strong baggage that whenever new novelty plopped into that glass, whenever something came into my visual field that was related to any health concern, because I put my health concerns at the top of my values, it sent me into extreme panic. So I, I understand Alejandro, yes. You, you continue to say, I will start watching more of your videos in order to desensitize. Yes, so the beginning parts, Alejandro, of recovery is to learn about what is going on internally. A big realization for people is to attach the label of anxiety onto themselves, right? Like there are a lot of negative benefits to giving yourself a label, but the label of anxiety well, that turns into one snake rather than not knowing it's anxiety and having a hundred snakes to contend with, right? So when I first discovered I had health anxiety, that was a big relief to me because I thought I had all of these different illnesses. I thought I was going crazy. I thought I was unique. But when I learned all of these habits are a sign of health anxiety, these behaviors, these thought patterns, okay, Now I just need to know how to confront and overcome health anxiety. So Alejandro, thank you for the comment. Great, great stuff. Let's get into the super ego today. I'm really excited about this. 
before we dive into the superego, let's go over the other terms coined by Freud because he talks about the different the different traits of the psyche. So the id, the ego, and the superego. Now the id, this is the primitive instinctive component of the personality. So think of your being consisting of many sub-personalities living inside you. So there's anger, there's sexual desire, there's pleasure, there are urges, right? So these feel, each one of them, feel like a mind of their own. Another way to look at it is like a newborn child as the id, right? All its needs need to be met. Sometimes you're taken over by anger and later you find out you just needed something to eat. That's why you were angry. But this anger, this personality trait just takes over your being and you feel out of control. It feels like it has a mind of its own and that's part of the id. The id is the impulsive, instinctive, and unconscious part of your psyche it's primitive. It's primitive. Then there's the ego. I did a podcast on this, 191, by the way, just to repeat myself. The ego, quoted by Freud, is the part of the id which has been modified by the direct influence of the external environment. The ego is who you think you are the conscious part of your personality. The ego mediates between the unconscious id and the real world. The ego devises a strategy to obtain the pleasure of the id. There is no right or wrong with the ego. It just wants to achieve its aim. That is originated from the id. So your pleasures, your desires, your urges, the ego devises a plan to accomplish that aim. Attachment to external means to make you feel whole or complete, right? So the identity of weed smoker, I am a weed smoker. I am not, but I'm just saying that as an example. This creates a certain self-image. And when you begin to break the habit of weed smoker, right, the ego has trouble letting it go. If I do not have that, then who am I? It wants to stick with what's most familiar. The ego is greatly impacted and formed from the values and morals of culture, collected society, the superego. So the superego, through the media, through teachers and parents, you absorb as a young child what is right and what is wrong. And we continue to do that as we grow up unless we start to think outside the box, right? So the question is, how should I behave, right? How should I behave? 
The superego controls the id's impulses. The superego controls the id's impulses. So think of it like this. Society knows your impulses. These big corporations, they know your impulses. These porn sites, they know your impulses. They know those id parts of you. They know the dopamine systems. They know sugar, how it hooks onto your dopaminergic system, how it releases those reward chemicals, right? And a lot of big food companies, if you read the ingredients on the products, sugar, 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 carbs, flour, flour, sugar, flour, right? It hooks onto your reward circuits, and you want to buy the product again. For so long, I was a puppet. I was a puppet going through the motions. Porn was okay and normal, says society. So I indulged in my id's desires. I remember when I was a young boy, I googled porn and masturbation is this healthy to watch and do this habit and culture or google however you want to look at it says to me yes it's healthy it's perfectly normal it's perfectly natural and so i did it and yes when you're going through that time it is it is natural to explore yourself sexually sexually but with the with porn being accessible, it greatly impacts and influences the mind of a young boy. It greatly hijacks your reward system. That's not normal. Porn is not a normal thing. Throughout all of evolution, when has there been ever, when is there porn ever available throughout the history of human humankind never right and so we just don't know the impact that porn does have on the mind until recently through scientists and research and certain books they talk about neuroscientists talk about why porn is addicting and why it's unnatural and how it can impact your relationships right but my point here being that porn was accessible because of, well, just because people were able to do that and and people found that it was a niche, right? Like porn, not so much a niche, but it's a desirable thing for people. And you have to really ask yourself the question, why was it originally desirable? Because it hooked into our dopaminergic system right? So porn just became the normal of society, right? Because it was available, everyone was just watching it. And so I fell into that, that, uh, that, that collective consciousness, right? Like, oh, everyone's doing it. I'm just going to be the next person to do it, right? And also same thing with junk food, Eating Fruit Loops and mac and cheese is okay. Everybody does it. And every all the advertisements say, hey, you know, be cool and eat this stuff or it'll be healthy for you. 
It's part of the diet of a young boy, right? And that influences the child, but also influences the parents who are with the child watching the media. And it's interesting because if you go to a different country, right, they have a different lifestyle. Sometimes you're overwhelmed by the difference in culture, right? Like, oh, you guys eat this instead? Back in, you know, for example, Canada, we eat Fruit Loops and Corn Pops for breakfast. You guys... Here, you eat fish, meat, or rice, or whatever you eat, right? Like, it's way better than what we eat. I'm so used to being in a culture where corn pops is the norm. And also with big tech companies. Big tech tells us how the latest iPhone will make you feel complete. The ego loves that. I will be better with that thing. I will look better when I have that thing. People will think I'm this way and I want to be thought of as that way. So for me, most of my life, I was going by the collective rather than looking out for what best serves my overall health. Do you really think big pharma, big pharmaceuticals is looking out for your health? If everyone was eating a whole foods diet, if everyone was doing the Wim Hof breathing every day, meditating and exercising, spending less time on their phones and more time reading, then like, geez, big pharma loses money, but also the people who run social media companies lose money and so forth. You get the idea. So I was leaning on society rather than looking inwards and bringing my true feelings up into the light. I always say on this podcast that you do not know who you truly are until you break out of your current patterns and programs. First, are you unhappy? Are you in pain? A lot of people don't even ask themselves this question. They don't even come to that realization. People cope. People mask over their pain with all of these things like social media, Netflix, food, porn, sex, alcohol, weed. But out in the unknown is where you incorporate new information into your being. So you are no longer the same person, but a more enhanced you. You're wise. You're wiser. In tyrannical societies, why they're tyrannical, partly, is because they eliminate books that do not fit with their ideology. They don't want you to be an independent person, a real person with your own voice. They want to control you, and they do that controlling through fear and by censorship. The more I learned about diet, the more I realized how backwards the nutritional guidelines are. So much of the truth is hidden from you because big food corporations like Kellogg's, uh, Quaker Oats, Nestle, they will go out of business. 
these corporations even pay for food studies so that no matter the outcome, it is always in favor of their brand. So, for example, they ignore the results of the study that pertain to, oh, it's increasing blood pressure or diabetes or cancer or autoimmune disease, but they tell you, this food is great for your heart health. And they dispense with all of the negatives that came from the study. Because why would they want to tell you, oh, Cheerios causes clogging of the arteries? They don't want to tell you that because they'll lose their company. But Cheerios will fund their own study and say, hey, Cheerios is good for your heart health, even though that is completely not true. The more I took my health into my own hands, the less dependent I felt on external crutches. Medication, right? Doctor visits, health drinks, quote, health drinks, and health products, right? Also, I felt better. I felt better. And then I thought, well, there is so much that we are not taught by parents, teachers, and doctors. There's so much information out there, but you have to go outside the norm. You have to go outside of the media, of cable TV, of the mouthpiece or the collective voice of your office, right? To find a different way of being, a different way of living. You have to go outside of what's familiar, We ignore everything that we are not aiming at. We ignore everything we are not aiming at. If it's not of high value to you, then it will be hiding in the fog. So someone who's in pain and is suffering and doesn't want to get better, you can see that they ignore the advice of other people. They ignore the advice of Wim Hof. They don't even know Wim Hof exists because they're going by their suffering and they're only filtering in information from the outside world that fits with their suffering. As I was starting my anxiety recovery, I became the black sheep of the people around me. The people around me weren't meditating or journaling or eating a whole foods diet or going out exercising or ignoring Netflix or reading for that matter, I started to do those things. So immediately, I became the black sheep. You stand out. You go against the grain of culture. But I needed to because my position within my tight family or my community, it was not working because I continued to run the same patterns. I needed to break out of my patterns and live a different lifestyle. That's what needed to be done in order for me to get out of the hole of anxiety. So I became a black sheep. And that's great. It, it sometimes makes you feel isolated, but 
the people around you who try and pull you back in, maybe they aren't the right people for you. And you start to notice that. When you start to better your life, some people will better their life because they see the outcome it has on you and they'll start to ask questions and implement the same strategies. Or they'll try and pull you back into your old ways. And that's when you have to really sit down with yourself and ask, are these people necessary for me? And should I keep them around in my life? These are hard questions, but necessary. Every day, we are told how we ought to be. And this comes through unconsciously, through commercials, Instagram, ads, shows, magazines, radio, and the people around us. Instead of them telling you how you should feel, why not look inwards and be true to you? There's a great quote by David Goggins. He says, it's so easy to be great nowadays because everyone else is weak. Remember, for decades before this one, there was a collective guilt towards self-help in general. Now many people are awakening to a better life. We have access to great thinkers on YouTube, great spiritual teachers on the internet. We can follow their routines and structure to live a better life. More information is coming out on how we should be eating because we are in an age where we can we can self-publish our work. Neuroscientists are publishing their work on the different parts of the brain. We're, we're learning so much about what's necessary to live a high-quality life. There are more studies being produced about which foods cause diseases. And you just have to build upon your values. And what I mean by that is what do you value? Do you value your health? Then why not branch out and read more about what's necessary to live a healthy life? Why not watch your mentors on YouTube religiously and follow their guidelines for a healthy and meaningful life? And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you, everybody, for being here with me and being part of this community. If you're not, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. I post videos weekly. And remember that this podcast is available anywhere, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And be sure to share this with somebody because you just might change their life. Rise above anxiety. I will see you on the next podcast or video. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit 
unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.